Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. If you're anything like me, your health is very important to you. I know you listen to the show for tips to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Well, I have some great news for you. James Miller Lifeology has partnered with BioOptimizers Nutrition. As an avid nutrition and exercise enthusiast, I thought I knew a lot. But after taking a 12-week health course BioOptimizers offers and implementing their supplements, I noticed a huge difference in my energy and my digestive tract. Since you're a listener of Lifeology Radio, BioOptimizers is offering you the same 12-week course absolutely free. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash supplements to take this free course. Here is a sample of what you'd learn. How to get 70% more energy in 30 seconds or less. The ultimate key to high performance, health, and longevity. How to turn the tide against uncontrollable food cravings. How to select the most powerful supplements for you. How to stay lean and trim without sacrifice. The simplest and fastest way to detoxification and great skin. And much, much more. To get access to this awesome health course, simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash supplements and sign up today. Once again, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash supplements or simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you improve your family's quality time. I'll also be interviewing Ben and Rosa Ovadia, who, along with their two kids, have traveled to every state in the United States, accessible by car over the last three years. They've enjoyed these journeys immensely and aim to inspire other families to get on the highway in search of both great family bonding and wonderful, breathtaking adventures. Ben and Rosa discuss their adventures in their book, Family Road Tripping Without Falling, How to Survive and Thrive with Your Kids on the Road. For more information on the Ovadia family, please visit facebook.com forward slash road Warrior fam. You may also purchase their book on Amazon or in the store at jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. Are you struggling today to find your purpose? Has mediocrity set in and you can't imagine doing the same thing for the rest of your life? Are your relationships struggling or you aren't sure how to make long lasting changes in your life? Then today, contact me, James Miller. I will help you recognize the areas in your life that are going really well. And then we'll look at the areas in which you are struggling. We will create actionable solutions to help you create long lasting changes in your life. You don't have to do this alone. Go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out the form and it will be sent directly to me. Don't let another day go by without finding your way. Your change can start today. Once again, go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out that form to get started today. Improving your family's quality time. We all have certain traditions in our family. Many people celebrate the holidays together, birthdays, anniversaries, and those are really important. The time of festivities is really experienced and it seems like everybody, for the most part, gets along pretty well. Unfortunately, there aren't that many holidays or anniversaries or birthdays all throughout the year. So we usually become very immersed in our own personal life and unfortunately just exist or coexist with our family members. When you look at your family right now, what other things you really enjoy about it? Do you have great communication or other times when you have great communication? Do you laugh together? Do you go out together? Those are great things to identify as we improve your family's quality time. Conversely, what are things you don't like right now? What are things that just don't help your family grow together? For example, is there too much isolation, too many electronics, too many people are in their own world and not enough communication? When you can create a list of the things you really enjoy about your family, 
even if it's only happened a few times, and also a list of things you don't like about that dynamic of your family. It gives you a good baseline. The most important thing is to recognize that you can improve on the family's quality time. However, the biggest thing is you have to make time for it. Because nowadays, life just seems to be so hectic. We often think that we don't have time. We have work or the kids have school or all their other activities outside of school. And because of that, that's not really family quality time. That's just simply individuals experiencing life separately as they engage in whatever activities they have to do. I've heard many people say that Christmas is one of their favorite times because of the movies that you get to see. All the family are together. They're spending time together. They're laughing. They're joking. They're eating together. They're playing games. It seems like a really wonderful time. (laughs) Of course, it's not always Christmas. But when we can recreate those small little elements on a day-to-day basis, you'll find that the quality time and the enjoyment of your family grows immensely. You're going to hear a wonderful interview with Ben and Rose Ovadia who talk about how they have created amazing family quality time on the road trips that they create. So say tuned for that. But going back to your own family, it's important for you to decide how often are you going to make these opportunities available? Is it every week? Is it every month? Every two months? Obviously, the more time you can spend together with the hope that it's quality time as opposed to just checking off boxes, the more your family will grow together. Everyone should have the opportunity to figure out what they want to do. For example, if you have a family movie night, everyone gets to choose a movie title, you write it on a piece of paper, throw it in a bowl, and whatever title is pulled out, that's the movie you get to watch. Discuss the movie afterwards. What did you like? What didn't you like? As you start these small familial interactions, you'll find that people enjoy it. You'll find that they long for that. You find that they enjoy their time together. And even the parents, it is important for you to also have your own individual time together. You need to go on dates together. You need to plan that separately. The more emotionally connected you are, the more it trickles down to your children. So you get to decide what are you going to do? Talk to your family about this. What would they like to do? How could you improve quality time? Remember, you focus on the things you really enjoy about your family and build off of that. That would be a great launch pad to recreate and amplify those wonderful things that you enjoy experiencing with your family. The sky's really the limit. So this is an exciting time for you and your family to grow closer and to really improve your quality time. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? That's actually how Lifeology started. I have well over 155 episodes that I've created specifically for you. I do know that many people struggle with listening to a full 30-minute show. So these episodes are about three minutes long. Each episode will give you a practical tool or technique that you can practice daily to help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, or go to YouTube and search for my name, James Miller Lifeology. My guests today are Ben and Rosa Ovadia. These two, along with their two children, have traveled to every state in the United States, accessible by car, over the last three years. They've enjoyed these journeys immensely and aim to inspire other families to get on the highway in search of both great family bonding and wonderful, breathtaking adventures. Ben and Rosa are here today to talk about their book, Family Road Tripping Without Falling, How to Survive and Thrive with Your Kids on the Road. Welcome to my show. Thank you for having us. Great to be here today. Hello. Yes, I am really looking forward to this. You know, we've all seen the Griswold movies, Family Vacation. So I'm sure we're all thinking, oh my gosh, it's those types of road trips. For you both, how did you even decide you wanted to go on road trips? Because, you know, in this day and age, a lot of people have just changed their travel plans or perhaps don't even go on those vacations anymore. What happened for you all to decide that's something you wanted to try? We really, you know, uh, Rosa and I got together for one of our anniversary meals without the kids, and we thought about what we really wanted to do. This is our eighth anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Well, it's been many more since then. But at the eighth anniversary, we really decided that what would change our family dynamic, what we could 
accomplish together, what we could really enjoy is more travel. And we really hadn't gotten to that. Uh, and our kids were you know, getting older. And so we decided we really need to figure out a way to travel. Once we came back home and started pricing out the options, we realized what we could afford was car travel. Mm. And if we were going to do car travel, that we would have a really huge goal in mind to accomplish as a family, to see every single state uh, in the country. And we really wanted to get on that journey. And so road travel turned out to be it. And we started mapping. We got a huge map at home, started uh, figuring out what the right uh, trajectory would be to, to, to go from state to state to state. And Got got forty nine states so far done in about eighteen trips. That is incredible! Wow. Well, how what did your kids think about that? They're like, we're going to go on a road trip. Well, in the beginning, they weren't that crazy about it, <laughs> sure. uh, but we started uh, getting them involved in the trip. So what we do is mm-hmm. we, each one of us uh, plans a trip. We talk to the kids about it. We need their buy in. That's sure. very important. Yes. We've even gotten to the point where they go online and they Google and they find a place they want to go to. And the rule is, if you find something you want to go see, we're going to go see it. Oh, so it neat. also encourages them to learn how to uh, to do research. And we found some great places. They have found some places that have actually spurred some of our trips, like oh. a trip to Canada uh, and actually two trips to Canada. One was the ice hotel my daughter found out about oh, in wow. school. So we went to the ice hotel because she wanted to go. Uh, another was uh, uh, my son that has found a museum in Ottawa that was really exciting. So we just, Got in the car and went to Ottawa. <laughs> so cool for one weekend, uh, and uh, uh, that's it. And that's if you get them excited, then they want to go. Then we all enjoy the trip. And then when they go to a place that they found, they can tell all their friends mm. when they see the pictures. I wanted to go there, so we went there. That's a, that definitely is a great buy-in. When you look at the communication between all of your family, all four of you, prior to going on these trips, what changed? Well, it used to be that it was just. Uh, my husband and I would plan the trip. Mm-hmm. That's how it started. And uh, then we started going on the trips with the kids and we realized how much we started, how much we talked on the road mm-hmm. and how much we didn't talk at home. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cause you're, it's for, it's a, a confined space. You're forced to interact. Yeah. What's, what's really cool about it is, you know, when you start off on the road, um, you know, you're really not going to get right into it. It's, it's like when, when the kids, you know, when, when you meet up uh, for dinner at night, Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first 30 minutes of conversation is just very much like what happened today. Not much, nothing, you know, maybe there's an anecdote from the day. So we have to get beyond that. And the way we do that, we usually leave late at night for a road trip. Oh. So it's pretty quiet for the first six, seven, eight hours. And when everyone is awake now, we're all on the trip. We're there. You know, we can't talk about a day anymore. We got to talk about bigger picture things. Mm. And so. You know, the kids will start talking to each other. We'll start talking to them. We'll, we'll give them prompts. We'll do things like, uh, in a combined way, experience things like audiobooks mm-hmm. or like music on, on the road. And we'll start talking about it. And in a natural way, by day two, by day three, we're starting to delve into some, you know, social dynamics at school, <laughs> hopes for the future, fears, uh, and just things that are really going on. We've uncovered some amazing things in that way. And it really becomes, once the conversation gets started, uh, it, it really continues out till we, till we come back home. Wow. And so it's, it's very different. A car trip is very different than sitting around the table going, how was your day? Fine. Mm-hmm. What'd you do at school? Nothing. Then yes. you suddenly discover that, you know, I had this fight with this girl and, and this guy said this and I don't like this. And, oh, I, I enjoyed that on the road. They have no choice. 
Yeah. They have to tell us something. There's a lot of quiet time in the car. <laughs> that's, that's actually very true. I'm sure my parents are, now, they're listening, they're like, oh, this is a great idea. We're definitely going to be doing this all the time. How did you even find the time to do this? I mean, because it seems like obviously traveling, that's, that's a lot of time. Well, actually, both of us work full time. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, and, and the kids have school. So we actually only travel about, uh, for the long trips are twice a year. It's December and August when the kids have their winter break and their summer break. Because if the kids miss school, they get mad at us. They're still at oh, that age. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's good. So, so one of the interesting that happens is we talk a lot and think a lot and plan a lot about travel. Mm-hmm. But from a, from a very like basic perspective, we're probably on the road, um, 22 to 25, 26 days a year. It's, it's not more than that. It just becomes something we really like to talk about, like to do, like to, and of course, you know, the, the planning really fills in the gaps when we can't really take any vacations. You know, winter's typically a very slow time for mm-hmm. us, um, except for, you know, that real end December. What do you think is the reason why so many people nowadays don't do these family road trips? I think they don't realize that it's really not difficult. Mm-hmm. It's, it's daunting. It was daunting for us in the beginning. The first trips that we used to take were maybe long weekends. We uh, pre-booked our hotels. We researched everything to death. And then we realized that if we get into the car and we drive somewhere, we don't even pre-book our hotels anymore. And we have an idea of what we want to see and just pinpoints, kind of like a mm-hmm. connect the dots. Sure. And we understand that if we see something along the way we want to stop and see, we stop and see. We've rerouted several times. So, but you have to be flexible and you get to a lot of places. Yeah. And, and then, you know, the other piece is, you know, when we decided to write the book, we had encountered a lot of objections that a lot of people had. And it had a lot to do with, you know, people getting along, just g- general uh, uh, fear about surviving a trip you mm-hmm. know, with everyone on speaking terms. Budget <laughs> came up a lot. Yeah, of course. Uh, time came up a lot. So all these precious resources, we, we sort of wrote the book to sort of, to, 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 to really give people some, some guidance to say, if you wanted to get started, you might not want to travel the way we do. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes we're traveling 18 hours of 24, uh, in the car that, that, you know, that can be a lot. The 14 hour days are, are not sure. for everyone, sure. but travel can be. And, you know, and you can do this at your own pace with, with some of our lessons learned. One of the things you really focus on is the memorable experiences uh, or experiential events, as opposed to perhaps the, the accommodations, reallocating your money to experience something as opposed to where did you stay? Th- that's exactly right. Is that, you know, the more we were traveling, the more, you know, the experiences were things we brought home and mm-hmm. where we stayed or what we ate really quickly faded away. Sure. And so we developed, I mean, great example over this past weekend for the first time, my son and I threw axes. We've oh, wow. never done that before, <laughs> but there we were at the, at the New Jersey Renaissance fair, it was available. And we just came up with a rule, which is, you know, every time there's a show, every time there's an event, there's an opportunity to raise your hand. You can either be the person who raises your hand or you can watch the person that raised their hand do it. And when you're, you know, when you're doing this at lightning speed, you may as well be that person. Sure. And there have been some amazing things. I mean, Danny was taken through the cockpit of a plane. Mm. Um, I, I, I competed in Dixie Stampede and got to wish my mother a happy birthday in front of 500 people in the crowd. <laughs> That's cool. um, you know, these are things that stick in my mind, but we've really had a, a diversity and, a, and an amazing amount of sort of experiences. And we, you know, we really take those back home and remember them fondly uh, and probably always will. I'm reflecting on most people who perhaps fly somewhere, they go to resorts or they go uh, just on a vacation. Usually it's the other way around. Usually they pay for all the accommodations 
and put all their money there and then they don't really do a lot of activities. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's interesting how your version of this really focuses, like I said, on the experiential aspect of it, as opposed to the accommodations where it really is the inverse or the converse rather with some of these other perhaps current trends of vacationing with one's family. Oh, we actually, we tried that once. We mm-hmm. got a, uh, we got a house on the beach and we stayed there for about a week of which two of those days, since I was close enough to the office, I drove back to the office and worked. Oh, so that just doesn't, it yeah. doesn't work for us. We need to be moving. We need to be away because it's, it's not about where we're going. It's about the trip. Yes. And we found out that the kids feel the same way when we asked them to write a little paragraph for the book about what they felt and, and how, what they thought about our travel. They both focused on the time they spend in the car together. Oh, wow. That is so neat. You know, it's your, your kids are young now. And so I can't wait to hear, you know, if we did a follow up years later, how did this really change their dynamic? How, of course, of how they speak with you, the lines of communications, but even with each other. I mean, it sounds like everyone is, is drawn so much closer together through all these experiences. Oh, yeah. When they're home, they fight. They, they, uh-huh. get, they try to get each other in trouble. <laughs> they, they do all that. And I love it. They're 11 and 9. They do that. <laughs> but in the car, they have games that they only play when they're on the road. And since they're in the back seat together, they have certain conversations that we can listen in on to. And, mm-hmm. and they, have, they, they talk differently. They're best friends when they're on the road because they only have each other. Yeah, exactly. It's really neat. You really only consider being in a state if you do some type of experience there. Tell us more about that. So uh, this is one of the early the early things people said to us is that, you know, if you're doing this many states in this amount of time, there's no way that you're enjoying anything or doing anything. You Mm -hmm. know, is a rest stop enough? Is a restaurant enough? You know, is it enough to just, you know, see the sign, you know, when everyone's asleep? And so we really had to kind of challenge ourselves. All right. What did it mean to to do 49 states or or soon to be 50? Um, You know, and we thought, well, listen, we need to have an actual explainable experience. So Mm -hmm. one of the things that we play as, as a family is, all right, what did we do in what state? Now, for a lot of those states now, there are multiple things we did, but it's interesting what will come up. But in states like, um, like in North Dakota, we saw the, the, the Buffalo Museum. You know, that's what we did. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we stopped there. We saw Buffalo. We saw the white Buffalo. Yeah, we saw beautiful. a white cloud. It was amazing. Wow. Um, you know, and then there are states where we actually made multiple stops. I mean, we went to, uh, you know, in South Dakota, we went to um, Mount Rushmore, of mm-hmm. course, but there's also nearby Crazy Horse, yes, I saw which, that, yeah, I which, which has a very, very interesting story around it. Um, so, you know, it, it's one of those things where we wanted it to mean something. You know, it's not just a matter of the miles travel, but really being able to identify something we all did together, uh, something we almost always enjoyed. And, you know, something that, you know, that we can sort of, you know, have the sense memories of, you know, of what it brought to our family. And one of my favorite examples is we saw the Potato Museum in Idaho. (laughs) Because if you're going to go to Idaho, you're going to see the Potato Museum. (laughs) And in Iowa, we saw a farm. So, but yeah, it has to have something to do with the state. It can't Mm -hmm. just be a random place. Do you find that even years later, since this is your third year doing it, do you find that reflecting on it, just see who can remember who did what, who remembers the most per state from when you started a while ago? Oh, no doubt. The kids remember better than we do. <laughs> sure. I'm sure they do. <laughs> yeah, we do that. We'll, sometimes when we talk with our friends uh, about the trips, we say, we go, go ask Danny. Ask him. Give him a state. He'll give you a place. And he's really good at it. Wow. And sometimes we go, oh, that's right. That's what we did there. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> that is funny. Now, there's a difference between extreme road tripping and just road tripping. What would you say is the difference between the two? 
The difference really comes in how many hours a day on average we're in the car. Mm -hmm. So if it's so if it's a regular, not time bound, too too much trip, you know, typically we'll probably do five, six hours in the car uh, as kind of a maximum. But when it's extreme road tripping, so for instance, we're doing a cross country trip to San Francisco, then flying to Hawaii. That'll be our 50th state this summer. Awesome. In order to do that, I've calculated we need to be driving, especially on the front end of that trip, 16 hours a day. So we're going to see one thing for two of those days, um, but we can't do it without spending 16 hours driving at about Mm. 80 miles an hour on the road. That's extreme. That's where we part company with most of the rest of the world and say – you know, th- th- this is, uh, you know, th- this is like, uh, you know, like uh, bungee jumping. I mean, at this point we're you know, it- it's not, a po- you know, it's not a hundred percent of the population. It's more like 5%. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, on those kind of trips, we sleep share. We, uh, uh, we will stop if we're tired, we'll stop. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times one of us is sleeping, one of us is driving and we have to get there because we only have, I think 11 days before we have to come back. And that's including the weekends. We book in with a holiday. Oh, wow. We don't have a lot of time, but we want to get to Hawaii because that's the 50th that's state 50th and we have to put the pin in the map. Because you are, you live in New Jersey, I believe. Yes. So do you have to go all the way across? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can see why it's so much, so int- much intensive driving. That's for sure. Yeah. So just, you know, just back of the envelope, you know, it's, it's, let's say 7,000 miles to and from keep in mind that we we're spending, you know, about a, uh, about two days in Hawaii. So nine day trip, 7,000 miles, actually maybe it's a 10 day trip, but it's, you know, if you need 700 miles a day, you know, you, you just need the time to do it. Yes. And the wear and tear in your car, how have you factored that into all this as well? Uh, we don't. <laughs> yeah. thank, thank goodness we don't. I mean, it, it's one of those things. Does my car have 170,000 miles? It does. Was it worth it? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. You know, I look at the car and I, and I think of what it's done for our family mm-hmm. and it's, it's a member of the family now. Yeah. And it's really true. I mean, with the whole point of a, I, I think so many people have different versions of reasons why they have vehicles, but yours is an extension of your family time. It's almost like your, it's almost like your living room in some ways. And so I can definitely see how you would utilize it as much as possible. Actually, we call it hotel Honda. <laughs> I love it. That's really great. So what advice would you give the people, let's say the first, the, a family that's listening right now, it's their first trip and they're getting excited about going on their first road trip. What advice would you give them? So I think a couple things. Mm-hmm. I think it's a matter of knowing your own family. Okay. And so we've done a lot of family meetings when we were planning this before we ever set foot on the road. The other thing is it's important to make a balance of extremely cool things that you want to do and things that are kind of easy wins along the way. I think if we had started with a cross-country trip for our travels, it would not have gone as well as what we did, which is to start with one, two, three-day trips and really see about that travel bug and talk to and see. You know, it, when when Rose is talking about sharing power, it's absolute and getting buy-in. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely the case. Is that you know when when uh, when our daughter Ellie wanted to go to uh, to the Ice Hotel in Canada, I mean that's an amazing experience. But it's also amazing that when she said it, we did it. Yeah. And a oh, lot of times true. with kids, it's kind of like, hey, you know, it's it's what we want to do, and mm-hmm. you know, you got you know, you guys are kind of along. I think it, part part of the joy of this is really to say, listen, we could go anywhere. Now, where do you want to go? And, you know, th- those kind of choices usually aren't available. Yeah, it's really empowering for them. And something very simple. Bring a roll of paper towels and a bottle of water and a bag. Because you can do a lot with all of those things. And we, yeah. go, uh, we go into that in the book. But a roll of paper towels will help you when some, something spills, when you need a napkin. And water is good for uh, cleaning up and for drinking. Yeah. And the bag is good for putting things in. 
simple things. Yeah. And that's a great thing about your book. It's very practical. Um, it pretty much goes through everything you can think of as far as the preparation for it, even how to research, how to choices to make while on the road. So I definitely want my listeners to purchase it. So with that in mind, if my listeners like to find out more information about you and about this amazing book, Family Road Tripping Without Falling, How to Survive and Thrive with Your Kids on the Road, where would they find this information online? So we're available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. And if they want to follow our journeys while, while deciding whether to buy the book or they bought the book and they want to see some pictorial evidence, <laughs> uh, at Road Warrior Fam on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'll give them a lot of good content to get started with. Perfect. So what I'm going to do is I'm also going to put this book once more, Family Road Tripping Without Falling, How to Survive and Thrive with Your Kids on the Road, in the store at jamesmillerlifeology.com. So if people aren't able to find it there, once again, go to my store at jamesmillerlifeology.com and you can find the book there. It'll connect you directly with Amazon. Thank you, Ben and Rosa, so much for your wisdom. This is a great show. I'm really looking forward to getting the response from this from everyone. So have a fantastic day. You too. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever port you joined with us today or or please go to my website where you may sign up for my free newsletter, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, or you may enroll in the Lifeology Academy where you can take self-directed courses which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. If you'd like to personally work with me, be a guest on or advertise in this show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.